Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today. You are listening to the Sports Wire. My name is Vinny Apicella, and today is Wednesday, June, I believe it's the 18th, no, the 17th, 2020, and it's another day of unrest in our country, another day of just total assholishness, if I may create a word. Um, got a lot of stuff going on in our country that kind of like overshadows the fact that there is no sports <laughs> in our in our country today because of coronavirus. The WNBA said they're going to be playing a shortened schedule in Florida. I believe the NBA has even said they're going to try to complete their season in Florida with just the top contenders. Uh, MLB says they're not certain about a new, uh, about a season this year due to, uh, coronavirus and the like, uh, you know, and of course it comes down to contract problems and negotiations and money and everything. So who knows if we'll see a baseball season this year. I think even, um, minor league baseball is included and lumped in with that, although I thought they had a different union. Um, so who knows? I don't think we'll see anything with the Hartford uh, Yard Goats this year. And I don't even think the New Britain Bees are playing this year uh, in uh, Atlantic League. So I have <clears throat> no idea what's going on with that. Uh, the only sports that are going on are NASCAR, which, I mean, I don't consider it a sport. I mean, it's mentally challenging, obviously driving it like over 200 miles an hour around a circle and everything. And, and you have to, you know, know about cars and stuff. So, I mean, but I don't consider that a sport, really. Um, I guess golf is still going on at PGA because, I mean, you can keep people six feet apart in that game because it's really not that strenuous um, or that demanding. Uh, but the biggest stuff in WWE and AEW and WWE just announced that a performance center uh, – talent uh, that was in one of the audiences, I believe it was at uh, Monday Night Raw, has tested positive for coronavirus, and now they're going through and retesting everybody and then doing a little bit more stricter. I mean, the thing is, is like, they're, people are going to get sick, you know, they'll recover, just give them two weeks off, whatever. You know, it's a little more challenging than a regular sickness, but it'll pass, um, in my opinion, um, you know, even new things coming down at, at my job, at my, at my hotel, you know, we're putting a plexiglass on the front desk. So we're away from the people, you know, and then we all have to wear masks, which being behind plexiglass, wearing a mask doesn't really matter. Really, you know, counterproductive, but whatever. I don't like it. I won't wear a mask if I don't have to. Um, because quite honestly, I'm staying accountable for my own health, and I don't want somebody to require me to only wear a mask when I absolutely have to. And for all those people that drive, uh, that are in your own cars, and you're wearing masks, you're just stupid. You look stupid. You don't need a mask in your car. You don't need a mask when you're walking down the street. You know, just dumb, you know? Although, it's like, like Compounds is requiring people to make reservations uh, for days they're going, and they're also, uh, requiring people to wear masks. I'm sorry, but I don't really like the idea of wearing a mask. Especially, to, you know, when you go to the water park area. 
That's just absolutely stupid. Because uh, the masks, you know what? And, and the masks being ineffective anyways, being what makes them even more ineffective. So it's just stupid. It's dumb. Uh, this requirement of masks is ridiculous. And the governor, well, we have a Democratic governor in Connecticut. Whereas in Ohio, it's a Republican governor who says masks are recommended but not required. And quite honestly, that's the way to go. Because Republicans are smart. Democrats are not. Um, we know this already. And we've seen in the past. President Trump, he's a Republican. He's smart. Obama was a Democrat. He's dumb. End of story. Biden, he's a Democrat. He can't remember what he had for breakfast. But that's that's it. Anyways, um, you know, this whole issue with the autonomous zone, uh, whatever it's called, in, uh, in Seattle, where a group of Antifa fucks took over uh, six blocks of of Seattle, and it's, you know, which is strange in itself, okay, they're, they're, they're hardcore, extreme leftist liberals, okay, who feel they don't want to, they don't want to go with the laws of our land, of the U.S., but get this, okay, they're in their little area, okay, <laughs> they promote their flag, okay, they have a border, you know, a gate, a fence, a border around their area, and they require IDs to enter that area. Aren't those the three things that the liberals fight against for America? They want open borders. They don't want voter IDs or, or even on the census to say you're an American citizen. or And they don't want to support our flag. You know what I mean? So... They're just hypocrites. Really, they are. But, you know, you talk bad about them and you're racist. Um, another thing that came out, um, I know this is called the Sports Wire, and we will get to sports, get to wrestling, get to well, backlash. I'm, I'm in the middle of watching now. Uh, I watch it on DVR, you know, on the WWE Network. I just watched SmackDown and uh, caught up with that. I don't like... The Jeff Hardy, you know, angle. <laughs> Although, I will say the Hulu version cut off the part where he threw the piss in in uh, Seamus' face. Uh, which I don't understand why, but whatever. Um, from the, his piss test. Um, I don't like the angle. It's kind of, it's almost like back in the Attitude Era where they capitalized on Road Warrior Hawk's uh, substance abuse issues. Um, I didn't like that, you know, it's kind of making light of somebody's personal demons. Even in WCW, when they made light of Scott Hall's drinking problems, you know, and he came to the ring acting drunk and with a cup or whatever. So, uh, I, I, I don't like, I mean, I get personal issues do make money and they do get over, but sometimes there are personal demons that you really shouldn't open, you know, the, the Pandora's box on. That's, that's that's my opinion. You know, that's why I'm not a writer for WWE or Booker. Um, I mean, it, it, I feel like they're actors. So, I mean, even I'm sure there are actors that have had to act in roles that, you know, um, were somewhat similar to personal situations, but whatever. Um, big controversy that I just found out about. Um George Floyd, and, and this is 
just the issue that just keeps coming and doesn't stop. Um, Nancy Pelosi, the uh, Speaker of the House, Democrat, long-term Democrat, been there for like, I say, for like 50 years or something, presented the family members of George Floyd a folded American flag. I have a major problem with that. Not the fact that, you know, he was killed by four bad cops. You know, that was that was stupid in itself, and those cops deserve justice and accountability and need to go to prison for life because they took somebody's life. Not saying he's an innocent person by any means, but he shouldn't have died the way he did. Um, Chauvin should have never had his, his knee on George Floyd's neck because, well... You know, he was already subdued by two other cops with their knees on his back and lower back, you know, between his shoulder, but there didn't need to be somebody on his neck, all right? But that was because there was personal animosity between Chauvin and Floyd, so, like I said, premeditated murder. Okay, with that out of the way, he doesn't deserve a full American flag. A full American flag is for those, uh, those members of the military, first responders, police officers, firefighters, that... Um, that pass away, whether it be in the line of duty or, or, or in general. Just the fact they served and wore a uniform is what gets them the folded American flag. And yes, you know, there are some that, some dirty cops that get away with stuff and get through. I get that. But the majority of our men in blue and men and women in blue and our military uh, people and firefighters, first responders, what have you, are good people. And they're the ones, they're upon passing their families. You know, my grandfather served in the Navy in, I uh, believe, World War II and maybe Vietnam or something. When he passed away, my grandmother got a folded American flag. I don't even, I think my dad has it now. Um, and then when my dad passes, he'll hand it down to me. Um, but that's something for the family of veterans and people who, and men and women who served, not just some guy who got killed by a cop. Because there's also now talk that the other yokel in um, in Atlanta, you know, should get a folded American flag. I, I forgot his name. I believe his name is uh, Rashad Jenkins or whatever it was. Um, he was the idiot that stole the cop's taser. You know, he was found. He was found passed out in his car in a Wendy's drive-thru, okay? The cop, like always, has to check stuff. I mean, the Wendy's was open. Like, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. Wendy's just about closing down for the night. You know, the drive-thru stays open late. So, of course, the cop comes by, knocks on the window. Guy, you know, stirs awake, whatever. And uh, I believe they either gave him a breathalyzer or he refused a breathalyzer or whatever. If anything, he was going to the drunk tank until the morning get bailed out, and that's all there. So he wasn't driving. I mean, he wasn't drunk and driving or whatever. He was just passed out in a Wendy's drive through line, okay? And I, I believe he was blocking parked cars or what have you. Um, and see, this is the problem. This is the problem. This guy, he was black, okay? He started resisting arrest because he thought, you know, because of all the media and all how all media says cops are bad, you know, the guy probably thought he was going to get murdered just for that or whatever instead of 
so cops doing the right thing and just taking him, you know, to the drunk tank. And, you know, so anyways, he resists arrest. He steals the cop's taser, turns around and shoots it at the cop. And runs away. The cops responded with force shooting him and killing him. And, you know, people say, oh, well, he was running away from them. So they got shot in the back. Okay, your point. He still had a dangerous weapon. What happens if he's running into a neighborhood and get, somebody gets in his way and he shoots at the innocent person? You know, he's got a deadly taser. Now, maybe the taser would have lost some of his charge. I don't know how tasers work. But the fact is, the cops responded with force because he had a weapon. He was, at that point, he was not unarmed. He was armed with a potentially dangerous weapon. What happens if he even accidentally shot a kid because he didn't know what was going on? Granted, kids are supposed to be in bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, but we all know that there are times where there's a family party and the kids are up way past their bedtime and, you know, whatever, you know, could be outside with their parents, walking the dog or whatever. Maybe the guy doesn't know how the taser works and accidentally shoots the kid. And now the kid who can't, who's not fully formed ends up dying from a taser shot. That is why the cops reacted with force on this guy and shot him to prevent other innocent people from getting hurt. You know, everybody said, oh, he just wanted to get home and to his daughter's birthday party the next day or what have you. I can commend that. But then why do you resist arrest? But then why do you feel the need to steal a cop's taser? You know, and it's because of all this bullshit about, uh, you know, about people saying, oh, cops are bad and cops are racist and this and that. No, it's not true. It's the few bad apples. Do you know when you're going to get a bad apple? No, you don't. But, you know, it unfortunately, it spoils the whole bunch. And the media has done this. If the media would go away, if the media would stop reporting on this stuff, it would go away. Because then you wouldn't know the one in a million times. You don't, you don't hear about the 50 police incidents every day that are resolved peacefully. You don't hear about that. You hear about the one in a life, one in three months where it turns to deadly force and happens to be a white cop with a black criminal or a black alleged criminal. Those are the only times you hear it through the media and then everybody thinks that's the norm. That's not the norm. Okay? So stop watching CNN. Stop watching the media. Stop listening to this stuff. You know, and then, then, then what happens? The, the, the BLM idiots who are Black Lives Matter, you know, the quote-unquote peaceful protesters, the domestic terrorist group, Black Lives Matter, they go there and they burn down the Wendy's. Like, for what reason? Wendy's had nothing to do with it. Like, seriously. They go burn down the Wendy's and all of a sudden Atlanta's in anarchy. But, and then the cop who shot the guy justifiably gets fired and the police chief resigns. This is what's happening because of the media, because of these Black Lives Matter idiots who are just domestic terrorists, the defund of the police people, okay? Do changes have to be made? Yes, there has to be changes made. But does that include defunding the police? Absolutely freaking not. In fact, we need more police officers to uh, deal with idiots like this. And people are saying, oh, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, they've just started a new initiative that, for some 911 calls, a certified therapist is going to go out to the call instead of a cop. 
an unarmed therapist. There are many problems with that situation. In, 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 in essence, there are a lot that probably could be used as therapists. Like if somebody's threatening to kill themselves, you know, threatening suicide. Yes, send a therapist out there. Send somebody who knows how to interact with people who are hurting. Okay? But here's the problem. What happens if you get a 911 call for a domestic situation? Because two, because you know, a husband and wife, or a husband and husband, or two, or you know, wife and wife, or whatever, two people are arguing very loudly, you know, and, and whatever. What happens if they send a therapist out and all of a sudden now one of the parties has a gun and is threatening to kill the other party? Oh, well, we didn't think a cop was necessary, so now you're wasting time sending a therapist out there to call back and say, Oh, I need a cop with an actual gun because there's you know, a possible homicide situation here. You send an arm, unarmed person in there, you're going to end up getting two people killed. So, I'm sorry, but this defunding the police garbage is just that. Garbage. You know, and Connecticut has already taken a million dollars from the police budget to go to other services. Do we need better education? We do. Yes, we do. You know, and you know what? In a utopian society, first of all, here's the problem. Politicians make too much money. They do. They make too much freaking money. All the way from, I don't know what mayors and stuff, but all the, the lifetime, and they're able to vote, they're able to give themselves raises every time they vote a raise into the budget. Okay. Here's my thought. It's been my thought for years. I've said it before. I'll say it again. For the two idiots, Democrats, senators that we have representing Connecticut, Blumen Idiot and Chris Murphy, okay, they should, their salary should be based on the constituents that they represent. So for Connecticut, okay, you take the previous tax season uh, the, the previous tax year, okay, and you you take their, um, the income total, you take the average of the income, the average of every citizen in Connecticut, that's what they should be making, average, because for every, uh, you know, Vince McMahon and Triple H that are making, you know, millions of dollars a year, you have... 150 or 300 or more people making 30,000 a year, 20,000 a year, 25,000 a year, 35, not enough to not enough to survive on any basic means. So you get the you know so their salary will be much lower than it is. You shouldn't go into politics to get rich. Barack Obama left the presidency richer than he went in as a president. So that means to tell me that he was corrupt. President Trump will leave the White House poorer because he spent a lot of his own money and he has not been taking a salary. Taking a salary. He's actually donated his salary every single year, every quarter that they have paid to a different branch of the federal government that needed the money. The president of the United States should make the average salary of everybody in the country, obviously of working age who are working. 
or should I say of working age, because that right there would light a fire under their ass to get to create jobs. And you know what? There's a lot of people who are on unemployment or who are not working who don't want to work. Okay, that's their choice. But then they cry when they don't get the welfare services they need, the, the social services they need. Get out there and get a job. Even if it's working at McDonald's. Even if it's being a waiter, waiter or waitress or, or whatever. Get a friggin' paper route. Oh, there aren't many of those around anymore. But you get the idea. Get a job. You know, and then the, these politicians, when they see their salaries go drop down because people are not working, well, then maybe they'll reassess the need for employment and, and creating jobs instead of allowing these companies to uh, go overseas. Levy job companies that, that have their, their, their uh, businesses overseas. That's exactly what Trump did. And people are, oh, he's just for the business. No, he's trying to get people to come back to work for America. Work in America and get jobs. Um, anyways, with that said, <laughs> um, a lot, a lot is going on in this country that needs to be stopped, and quite honestly, it needs to change. And there needs to be change in the policing system. There needs to be change in the correctional system. There are people, you know, serving, you know, ten-year prison sentences for having weed on them or whatever. First of all, let me let me just say this. I feel like all marijuana charges should be dropped and, you know, marijuana should be legalized in every state in the union, should be federally legalized. That said, when people, here's the deal. People who are taking drugs or in, you know, who, who own, uh, have drugs in their possession, okay, they need, here's the reason why they have stiff sentences, okay? For, and I'm taking marijuana out of it because it's not as, it's really not a bad drug. It's actually, depending on the strain you get and everything, there's a lot of health benefits for it. Of course, when you lace it with LSD or whatever, there's, that's a different story. But for now, I'm talking about the hardcore cocaine, heroin, methadone, uh, uh, meth, or, you know, all that kind of, the, 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 the stuff that, you know, the fentanyl, and I know fentanyl is a pain patch, but for people who are dabbling in that kind of stuff, the reason why there are stiff, stiff sentences is because they don't want the youth of America to get hooked on it. But with that, we also need better, better education. We need a better system. We don't need to be taking every single father, and a lot of them are black, because they feel that's the only way they can make money is under the table selling drugs, Okay. We don't have to take every black father out of their kids' lives for something as minimal as that, you know. But we have to get we have to get the drugs out of the country. So I mean, there's there's a catch twenty two to everything, you know. When people talk about the supposed white privilege, okay, they're talk they're making an excuse for opportunities that they don't see because of where they live or what have you. Yes, there's a lot less money going to inner city schools, okay, than there are. But but that you know that's not everywhere. But it but again, how many kids drop out because their parents aren't pushing them to do better, to be better, or their parents aren't 
are, are, are drug addicts, so they're not taking care of their kids. They're they're laying in bed because they, they're going through withdrawals, or they're out on the street, or whatever. And this goes for black and white. I'm not, this is not racially exclusive, okay? This is not exclusive to certain races. This is every single race, okay, it's happening. The problem is there's so much, so much uh, division there between the quote-unquote middle class and the lower class, classes, Okay, there's so much of a of a gap that some people can only afford, whether they're good people, white people, black people, whatever, but they but they have jobs that are not making enough money because the cost of living has risen exponentially compared to wages that are you know that haven't really weighed that much. And I'm not talking about a fifteen dollar minimum wage, but because that'll just make the cost of living go even higher. <laughs> um what I'm talking about is you can't afford a an apartment, even a one-bedroom apartment. Like me, I make what I make. You know, I I, I make I bring home two thousand a month. Okay, my salary, I make two thousand dollars a month. I can't even afford to go rent a one-bedroom apartment in a quote-unquote good area. I mean, I'm in a decent area now. I pay what I pay because what I can afford. I enjoy it here, but I can't raise my son because it's only a one-bedroom studio. Um, and, you know, for me to move into a one-bedroom apartment in even a crappy area, it would, I wouldn't be able to afford it. And that's the problem. That's a huge problem. People can't afford housing anymore, so they, so they squash, you know, they, 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 they literally have to play Jenga with their family members about who's getting what room, you know, and not to mention there are people who are having kids for the fun of it, you know, procreation was never meant to be, you know, just because you want to have sex, that's why condoms were invented. Oh, well, condoms don't feel great. Well, birth control for the guy and for the girl or what have you or, or whatever and I know they're, they're, they're those are controversial subjects I get it okay I had a child out of wedlock he was unplanned but and even though I've been to prison twice okay he and I still have a great bond because I've stayed in his life and I've seen him pretty much at least once a week for his entire life if not you know the first three years when I was raising him I saw him every day uh, but I still see him every single week, if not more often. Because I make it a priority to spend time with my son and call him on the phone and do things to uh, motivate him to be better than I was. That's what every parent should be doing. Motivate your children to be better than you were. But there's such a cycle because there's a it's a catch-22. Because you want to motivate your kids to do better, but then your kids are seeing you as their role model. And if you're not doing what you have to do to motivate them or to show them examples of how to be a better person, they just take right after you and make the same mistakes. So it's a catch-22. Not enough parenting is going on. But that's not entirely the parent's fault when you have, when in order to afford a halfway decent living, both parents have to have at least a full-time job, if not a full-time and part-time job each, which makes parenting very difficult because then 
in families with multiple siblings, the older siblings end up becoming the parents and they don't have the training. So what happens? They're not doing things the right way. It's a sad state of affairs. There has to be something changed. It's not all it's not all in the policing. It's not all in the education. It's in society. Okay? Social programs unfortunately can't help you all the time. And you know what happens is that when you start making too much money to to uh uh, be able to be uh, approved for social programs, then you're even more screwed because then you have to choose between either food or gas for the car, or you have to choose between uh, food or your rent, food or your light bill. Some, you know, you don't get help when you're working and making money. There's a problem there. That's the only reason why I said Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang's plan of a thousand dollars a month to every American household. What's perfect? Everybody can use an extra thousand dollars a month. That's how it should be. All right, I'm off my soapbox for right now. My name is Vinny Apicella. Follow me on Twitter at the Apicella SWE. Follow Sportswire on Twitter and Instagram at uh, uh, at Sportswire Audio. You can visit my uh, anchor page at SportswireAudio.com. Uh, email me at Sportswire Audio at uh, Audio at gmail.com. Um, I know I've gone off a lot today. I, like I said, I really need a podcast co-host. Uh, so if you're interested, let me know. But uh, thank you for listening. My name is Vinny Apicella, and um, I'll talk to you all soon. Have a great day, everybody.